Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a women's rights advocate. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, and secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's story. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 1865, Mary Edwards Walker became the first and only woman to receive the U.S. Medal of Honor. Walker was a suffragist, surgeon, and a possible spy, and she was awarded the medal for her service in the Civil War. But let's reverse. What's the U.S. Medal of Honor? It's the highest individual honor that can be awarded by the military. Sometimes people incorrectly call it the Congressional Medal of Honor because it's presented in the name of Congress, but the official name is just the Medal of Honor. Within the larger category of the Medal of Honor, there are three subcategories, one for the Army, one for the Navy, and one for the Air Force. The medal being awarded in 1861 by the Navy and the Army followed in 1862. The Medal of Honor is the oldest form of decoration in the armed forces. Now, let's get back to the honoree herself, Mary Edwards Walker. She was born in Oswego, New York, with six brothers and sisters. Their parents raised them as free thinkers and in a rarity for women of the time. Mary wore trousers and shirts instead of dresses so that she could work on the family farm. Her parents were also abolitionists and encouraged her to pursue a degree despite the difficulties for women in education at the time. She went to Syracuse Medical College and graduated with a Doctor of Medicine degree. She married a classmate, Albert Miller, though she decided to keep her name and declined to become Mrs. Miller. Additionally, she refused to agree to obey Albert in her wedding vows. An icon, if I ever knew one. The two set up a medical clinic together in Rome in New York. Unfortunately, the clinic wasn't successful because the public didn't trust Walker as a female doctor. The marriage didn't survive either. Edwards and Miller divorced after 13 years. When the Civil War began, Walker went to Washington to join the army on behalf of the Union. They wouldn't let her become a medical officer because of her gender, despite her medical training, but she was allowed to become an unpaid volunteer surgeon. While working as a volunteer surgeon, she also set up the Women's Relief Organization in order to help families who came to visit their wounded relatives in nearby hospitals. She ended up working the front lines at Friedrichsburg and Chattanooga. After years of volunteer surgeoning, she became the first female U.S. Army surgeon. Her title was War Department Surgeon, which is the equivalent of something like lieutenant or captain today. During her service, she regularly crossed enemy lines to treat civilians, and in 1864, she was arrested by the Confederate Army for suspected spying. She was held for four months at Castle Thunder Prison near Richmond, before being freed as a part of a prisoner exchange. After her release, she went back to work as the medical doctor at a hospital for women prisoners in Kentucky. While at Castle Thunder, she began to suffer from muscular atrophy, and after the war, she was awarded a disability pension. Two major generals, Sherman and Thomas, recommended her for the Medal of Honor, and President Andrew Johnson awarded her with the medal today in 1865. It was monumental, not only because she was a woman, but also because she was still technically a civilian and not an army officer. Unfortunately, that civilian status caused the award to be rescinded in 1917, and it wasn't reinstated until after her death in 1977. True to her nonconformist roots, Mary didn't part with the medal easily. In fact, she refused to return it. She liked to wear the medal with a top hat and a bow tie. Mary suffered harassment for her entire life for her profession and her way of dressing. During her time in the army, she wore an unpopular outfit called the 
bloomer costume, a short dress worn over pants that enabled women to move more freely than traditional skirts. In New Orleans in 1870, she was arrested because she was dressed like a man, as well as being physically threatened by officers and accused of homosexuality. She was only released from custody after being recognized by court officials, but Mary never let the harassment change her personal choice of dress. Once stating, I don't wear men's clothes, I wear my clothes. Following her time in the army, Mary became active as a suffragist. She testified before the House of Representatives in 1912 and in 1914 for the women's right to vote. She died in February 1919 and was buried in her hometown of Oswego. 3,500 people have been awarded with the Medal of Honor since its inception, and Mary Edwards Walker is still the only woman. Jimmy Carter made the move to reinstate her Medal of Honor in 1977 after a push by her surviving family. For our music fact of the day, we have yet another woman who made a splash in her chosen field, albeit a much younger one. Today, in 2014, Mitski released her third album, Bury Me at Makeout Creek. A Japanese-American indie pop star, Mitski released the album through Double Double, Whammy Records. She wrote the entire album herself, and it was produced by Patrick Hyland, who she previously worked with on Retired from Sad, New Career in Business. The title, Bury Me at Makeout Creek, is a reference to the Simpsons episode, Faith Off. The album was later re-released with four bonus tracks. Mitski learned to play the guitar for the album. On her previous records, she'd only sung and played drums. I actually got the opportunity to work with Mitski. We did a co-writing session together in LA, and she's as genius as you may think she is. Her lyrics are incredible, and the thought process that goes behind the stuff that she makes is also amazing. I was really nervous to work with her because I'm quite intimidated by anybody <laughs> who's inside the music field, although I am also inside the music field. But Mitski's been a huge inspiration to me as somebody who has been navigating the music industry um, as a Hapa artist, um, being half Asian and half white. And so watching her journey has been incredible. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a November 11th in my life. I got, I got a DM on November 11th, 2016 from somebody on SoundCloud. At that point, I was just posting covers and I don't think I had any original work on my SoundCloud or anything, but some guy named Eric, um... (laughs) Yeah, I have a friend named Eric now, but it wasn't him. This is someone named Eric, spelled E-R-I-C, sent me a message on SoundCloud that was very um, aggressive. He said, marry me or make a song with me, either works. I didn't do either. I'm glad to say that I'm an independent woman who also did not collab with said person. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I got on November 11th, 2016. And that's all for today. Thank you so much for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can come back tomorrow for more facts from yesterday. I'll see you tomorrow. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough.